They're about to be underdogs in four out of their next five games, the way it's projected right now. That is not a position they've had to play from um, very much this season. Jog my memory, in Auburn's four losses, each of those games, they just sort of have a hard time getting back in. I know that was the case with Memphis. And if, if I remember correctly, the Georgia game, too, there was a point where Georgia takes the lead and, and just it doesn't really feel like Auburn's in a position to win the game. Even if, you know, it's, you know, if you're down eight or 12 points, it's not like that's some sort of insurmountable lead. It just doesn't feel like you have much of a hope. Yeah. It, the thing about this team, and there's stuff in this on the mailbag on Friday, so I'm not going to try to repeat myself too much here. This team is not built to come back from big deficits against teams that can put up points, right? We've seen them, you know, they came back against South Florida. There were games where they've 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 trailed and they've come back and won this year, but it's with their defense. And in this game, you know, Texas A&M scores 79 on you. Yeah, there there's there's a good number of that like especially in that first half where like A&M was hitting contested threes. And they stretched out that lead with some, I mean, just making really good shots, and Auburn didn't really have much of an answer for those guys. But it's it's this offense, because the fact that they don't play very fast and they don't play with this style where you can be like, all right, they can start scoring in bunches here because look at the three-point shooters they got, or look at how they run in transition, or here's this guy that you can just give the ball and let him, let him go to work. What Auburn's been at its best this season, they have played good, cohesive team basketball. But what Wednesday night shows is A&M is one of those teams that they have a t- – like Tyrese Radford has scored in double figures, average double figures every season of his career. He's now in his fourth year of college basketball. He had just scored like 26 or 27 against Kentucky a few days earlier. You knew that that guard could come in and get you. And Auburn had a plan. They had a game plan in there, and it just didn't work. It didn't work. They were not able to execute what they wanted to do. And that's the thing. When you don't have – well, Auburn's strength as a team is, okay, you've got balance where you can see four or five players step up and play well for you on any given night. You can see where your leaders go. And they had done that in the winning streak. You, It's the balance. It's the experience. It's the fact that they can kind of morph and mold their mold the way they want to play to how the other team wants to, wants to draw things up. Those can all be positives, but the margins are slim in that case because they don't have – they don't have a Jabari Smith. They don't have a, um, you know, they don't have a Sharif Cooper. They don't have, you know, Bryce Brown or Jared Harper, guys that you can just go in and just say, hey, if they get hot, watch out. Now you've seen all. The, I mean, Wendell Green and Alan Flanagan did not have good games Wednesday night. They had been playing on a pretty good, consistent stretch of basketball recently. It just shows, like, for Auburn to beat quality opponents, and Texas a and is definitely a quality opponent, they've got to be the team that executes the best. They have to be the ones that play the cleaner brand of basketball. They've got to communicate better. They've Because that's going to be have to be what it takes to overcome the fact that this is not an overly talented team in terms of NBA talent. And on top of that, this is not an overly strong team with their offense. As Bruce Pearl has said this year, they are offensively limited they're offensively challenged in some areas some of that is the makeup of the roster some of that is the fact that guys have not progressed in some of the ways some guys have regressed katie johnson 
has been a big example of that. And some of it is just like pretty terrible luck. Like you watched that game last night, Painter. I don't know if you saw that. When you see Allen, or I'm sorry, when you see Wendell Green Jr. get trapped and pressed and beat around at that at that one spot, and you see Auburn struggling with a two yard that can score on a consistent basis with the way that they wanted to. When you see that, to me, I look down at that and say, a healthy chance Westry probably could help a lot of that. That's not the situation they're in right now. And and I think that's that's part of Auburn's problem is that they were expecting a certain 6'6", borderline five-star who played super well in Israel to be out there right now. And unfortunately, the injury that he had and the, and the problems he, he, that, that came with it have just kept him from doing that. Auburn has issues outside of just offensive guard play. That said, it seems like that's been its most consistent deficiency, and that just makes life harder, puts more pressure on the rest of the players on the floor. It does. It it, it does. I don't mean to deliver that like someone just died, but like I, <laughs> I, I think that almost came across as melodramatic. But I, I think the point still stands. You just haven't, as you said, seen yeah. a lot of progression at that at that position offensively. And it, it, you know, on a night like last night against a good defense, uh, that's tough. 